here's Johnny. Hello again, and welcome to the next installment of the Who Cares About Anime podcast. It's me, Johnny Lobo. Sorry we've been away for a while, folks, but it's good to be back. And uh, I'm joined today by a good friend of mine and uh, peer in the anime viewing and critiquing world, as it were. So uh, before we get underway, uh, we've got uh, just just uh, just the two of us today. Hope you don't mind. We're still going to have a good time and uh, you know some fun discussion off the cuff. But uh, before we do that, do my introduction here, uh, <laughs> much shorter than usual. But uh, if you've uh, been a who cares listener for a while, you'll uh, remember him from uh, all the way back to the Outlaw Star episode we did. I believe that was episode three, but who's keeping track, right? But anyway, without further ado, here's my good buddy Wes. Gundam fight all set. Ready, go. How's it going, everybody? What better introduction could you have for the episode we're doing? Because as I'm sure Listeners and viewers on YouTube, Vidme, wherever, have deduced by now. The title we're going to talk about today is an old favorite, an old, old favorite of ours, and that, of course, is Obel Fighter G Gundam. For those of you who have not seen it, here's my usual uh, boilerplate spoiler alert. Uh, We're probably going to be uh, revealing some things while we're talking about it, so if you've never seen it, it is a great series. It's a great watch, great 90s watch, great Gundam series. I guess it depends on who you ask, but uh, but no, it, it is great. So if you, if you haven't seen it and we're planning on it, there's your uh, spoiler warning alert because we're going to be talking about it here today. And my other disclaimer, I guess I'll go ahead and say, is, um, you know, I, I myself, and uh, I, I think Wes a bit more so than me, but uh, neither of us are, uh, we do not profess to be Gundam aficionados in general, or experts, so um, our apologies there, but we're going to be pretty much uh, focusing just on G Gundam today, just in the interest of, as we always do, of staying on topic and uh, and also so we don't go out of our wheelhouse, at least too far. So, let's get right down to the first question. Uh, Wes, uh, this is great, I don't have to try to decide who's going to go first, uh, but uh, when and where did you see G Gundam for the first time? Well, I think like most people my age, I first saw it way back when, when I was a wee lad on Toonami back in the day. All right. Hey, same here, same here. Um, I, uh, yeah, it would have been, I had to look it up. It was, um, apparently it was 2002, if you can believe that, Wes. Uh, when... I feel old, man. <laughs> Oy vey. Um, yeah, so that that is, of course, where I first saw it as well, and uh, I bet a lot of listeners uh, who've seen it, uh, at least English-speaking viewers, I, I'm sure that is the case uh, as well. And uh, I believe it was along with perhaps uh, uh, Gundam Wing. I think it was one of the first Gundam series that we got on Toonami and uh, and pretty much on American television to that end. Um, I, I await someone in the comments to correct me on that, but, but certainly I, I believe they were the first ones on Toonami. Yeah, I always forget which one aired first, if it was G Gundam or Wing on Toonami, but those two Gundams in particular, G Gundam and Wing, were what really brought Gundam to the mainstream back in the early 2000s in America. Ah, well then, 
if, if, if you say so, I, I, that makes me feel a lot better about my recollection there. I, I think that is, is the case. Well, I, I mean, then just blame me if I'm wrong. It's okay. You, you don't have to take the heat. <laughs> All right. Well, um, going off from there then, uh, Wes, if you don't mind sharing, since you're here, I, I presume you don't, uh, what, uh, what's some of your favorite characters um, and or uh, some of your just you know, favorite Gundams or Gundam designs from the series. And I apologize, there are many to choose from. Yeah, trying to pick out a handful of your favorites from G Gundam is really, really difficult just because the designs are so vastly different from anything that came before it. And they're so stereotypical to the representing country's culture. But, uh, I mean, favorite characters... Of course, you've got to say Domon because he's the main character and he's the one you really care about. But uh, other than him, I really like Chibity just because, you know, he's the he's the neo-American fighter. We're both Americans. He's fighting for his version of the American dream to pull himself up out of the gutter to make it to the colony and represent neo-America as best he can. Um I also really like Rain a lot, what they do with her character. Uh, the whole love interest angle between her and Domon is really well developed. And uh, whew, as far as some of my Gundams go, man, there are so many. Uh, one of my favorites, other than some of the main ones like Shining and Burning Gundam, would probably have to be uh, Tequila Gundam, as it's known in the subbed version, or Spike Gundam in the dubbed version, uh, mainly because it is so, shall we say, not politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> probably not, I, I, I'm presuming. Uh, I think because it did get, uh, yeah, like you said, it was the Spike Gundam in the dub, which is... I guess I understand, but uh, I, I personally would have liked if they would have kept Tequila Gundam. That was just, that was great. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, Toonami could exactly let that fly back in the day. Uh, some other of my favorite Gundams, I really liked Mermaid Gundam just because, you know, usually in other Gundam shows, at least from what I've seen, mainly Wing and a, a little bit of other universal century gundams for the most part the the aquatic gundams they don't really look like gundams they just look more like standard mechs but this is a gundam that could turn into a fish and actually fight well underwater with a true gundam frame so i like i like mermaid gundam a lot and uh let's see what else zeus gundam's really impressive the design they gave it i mean he rides around on a chariot uh, Toro Gundam or Matador Gundam is just a big bullhead, so make of that what you will, but pretty interesting design. What about you, John? What are some of your favorites? Oh, man. You'd think I had time to think this over. I would have done better, but it's tough. Um, you know, one I was going to say that um, I, I didn't really... I guess it just did not stick with me as much the first go-around. Maybe it's because there was so much else going on, but um, I, I think it's the Rising Gundam. If if I'm if I'm incorrect, uh, please correct me, but it's that, it's that other Gundam from Neo-Japan that, uh, that Rain pilots, like against uh, Allenby. 
Yeah, that uh, third Gundam that they just sort of had lying around. Yeah, it's like, you know, oh yeah, we got uh, we 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 got one more hand-me-down Gundam for you here, uh, Rain. But but um, you know, it 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 wasn't the uh, main attraction, as it were. But like, I, I think it it you know it uses like a uh, it's got like a bow and arrow type weapon going on. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, uh, tequila Gundam. <laughs> That's great. Um, let's see, another, I mean, well, like you said, I, I can't say it any better. We as Americans watching it, of course, we're going to like Chibity and uh, Chibity Crockett. I tell you, the, the second time watching this, I would love to see a jacket like his in a store somewhere. I would buy it in a heartbeat. I just, I, I love what they did with that. It's like this kind of, whatever, like a like a Davy Crockett kind of thing. But it's, it's oh my gosh, it's just um, only, in, I, I guess only from a, a non-American perspective could you come up with something that great. It's just kind of, he's just kind of this amalgam of a bunch of, um, you know, stereotypically American aesthetics, I guess. Well, I mean, he's a professional boxer who his last name is Crockett, of all things, and he walks around with a leaf in his mouth or a stick with leaves on it in his mouth. So uh, pretty stereotypical American traits there. Pretty much. I remember um, when, when they're in the, I think when they're going into the Dark Gundam, as they call it, I think, Devil Gundam, and the dub got changed to Dark Gundam, and um, they send out those little, these little orbs. I kind of th- thought of them as like, uh, you know, like little antibodies, you know. And uh, Shibity's like, well, no problem. I'll just punch it like he does everything. And and, and uh, I think it was George who was like, no, don't, Shibity. But, it, you know, too late. And uh, so then, then then they're all in the in the thick of it because uh, <laughs> because Shibity, that's, I guess that's, that's just the American response. Well, I'll just, I'll just punch it and knock it out of the way because I'm America. And... Uh, Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, other kind of just general favorite. Oh, I, I really like Pharaoh Gundam. That was really cool. Um, oh, and also, like, I, I think you only see him till like, like the very end, but then, um, the, I, I don't know if it's the actual Sphinx, if they actually brought that up on the colony, or if it was just, <laughs> probably, hopefully just a, uh, just, just a reconstruction, because the thing... You know, all of a sudden it's revealed, it's crushed, and then it's this, this giant Sphinx Gundam. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, let's see, as was... I even thought, like, uh, yeah, Neo-Canada's Gundam was pretty cool. The Grizzly Gundam. Grizzly Gundam. That was so cool. You just, just you know, grab Dolman or who, or whoever, and it's just like, uh-uh, you ain't, you ain't getting out of this. And he had these uh, lumberjack-like uh, <laughs> axes with him. Um, Master Ages, Master Gundam pretty cool um i even thought it was it's that amazing line which i'm sure we'll broach at other points in this cast of like cheesy but like just really cool like it it's it, it awakens that inner eight-year-old boy in you i guess where it's just like oh that's so cool um like the way his wings i guess you could put it on the on the master gundam they could expand out and then it was like so it, it was it was just this big kind of shield on him but it, it looked like a like a cloak it was like the gundam equivalent of a of a of a cloak tongue twister and uh and and so it made it look all the more menacing there oh uh, how could i almost forget uh allenby i i like her uh, i like her gundam as well you know it's um not every gundam pilot or you know female gundam pilot might want that but um 
but you know it, it, it's because um, again I, I spoke of Rain piloting the uh, you know Rising Gundam so it's not like every female pilot gets a Gundam that has to be ostensibly look like a quote unquote girl Gundam but um, I, I thought that was kind of just uh, again in theme with everything else in G Gundam just creative um, just something fun to do it almost looks like well, I, I, my first impressions when I when I first saw that uh, all those years ago was it, it looked like if you were to try to make like cross Sailor Moon with Gundam, like that's that's what it looks mm-hmm. like. And then Alan B, she's just um, you know she she's just a fun character. I like her design. Um, it's kind of weird to say, but in G Gundam stereotypes abound. Um, so it, it's interesting, like, you, I remember thinking, oh, like, if, if you would have said Neo-Sweden to me, like, you might picture them going with, like, a, you know, a tall, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, you know, man or woman, something like that. I am from Sweden, Hingledingle. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's, you know, she, she's, uh, you know, they didn't go swing too hard into the, I guess, the stereotype of, uh, at least that's what. Um, I guess American stereotypes of of Sweden is um, kind of, uh, but yeah. And then I I liked how you know she and Doman were kind of just just kind of buddy buddy in a way. Um, she might have had a little thing, if I recall, maybe a little crush on Doman for a little bit. But it, it really it really just kind of was this camaraderie around like, oh, you like to fight and punch and kick. Oh yeah, totally, and you do too. That's cool. And that was fun where. Again, that that was just something that you know. Even though she slaps him around good when he needs it, that's something that you know Doman doesn't really get to do with uh, with Rain. That's not really her thing. She uses her her brain and her mechanical or medical abilities. <laughs> I think more often than just uh, than just trying to fight her way out of uh, a situation. Well, I guess let's get to. We're uh, going to keep this whole cast fun as I usually try to do anyway. And plus with G Gundam, how can you not have fun? But um, you know, getting into um, it was it was uh, one of the first Gundam series that we over here got. Certainly for a, a generation like our generation, it was our first exposure to Gundam. Um, and it was also, I believe, it was the first Gundam series to be set outside of the Universal Century timeline. So right from the get go, it was ostensibly, you know, we're doing something different. This is not to the Japanese viewers anyway, it was kind of a statement. It was a pretty bold statement of this is not Gundam as you know it. So predictably, I was not there. (laughs) But from hearing about it, um, it sounds like uh, at the time there were uh, older Gundam fans who did not like that. And uh, whereas um, I think it was actually the the director himself uh, Imagawa, um, I believe, at one point said that like getting some some drawings and fan art from younger viewers, uh, you know, really gave them a lot more motivation to keep going with it, and uh, you know, really put a smile on their face. So obviously, you you have a, a big generational gap there um, in Japan, but then, like I was saying earlier, as we both alluded to, there's kind of a uh, a big difference between you know, Japanese fans and then American fans. And I'm sure there's plenty of American fans now who are, you know, maybe they, they're they more Universal Century or maybe they don't even like G Gundam, maybe specifically for that reason. 
but uh, but but whatever the case may be, do you personally think? Um, I mean, I guess I, I I already know the answer. The listeners probably already know the answer, but I guess kind of in there, if you w- would say where you kind of uh, fall on that side of the fence, as it were. Uh, but then also, like, do you think there's uh, justification, I guess, for some of that loathing that uh, G Gundam has received at the time or now, and why or why not? Uh, you know, I think you could probably justify a little bit of it, but I don't think most of it is warranted. <clears throat> I think a lot of people when it first came out because it was the first one to really break ranks with universal century. It was the first non UC Gundam. So I think a lot of people just looked at it, saw it and said, Oh, this isn't my UC Gundam. This is too different. Therefore it is bad. I want nothing to do with it. And I don't think that's the right way to look at it necessarily. I also think a lot of people, uh, sort of hold a grudge against it because it's like, well, it opened the floodgates. It uh, opened all the other avenues for spinoffs of Gundam to take place. Why can't we just focus on Universal Century? And uh, John, I think you can agree with me as we both have a background in the Tenshi Muyo fandom that uh, it's not necessarily the best way to go about things. I mean, is it really so bad that G Gundam is so different from the Gundams that came before? I mean... It's clearly not at all tied to Universal Century, so I don't really see what the issue is there. Like, why not just enjoy it for what it is without saying that it taints Universal Century anyway? Because I I don't really see that at all. All right, fair, fair. And I, you know, subjectively, I'll just reveal now, I I absolutely agree with that. Um, With my bias, of course, as a uh, American viewer who was exposed to it at a certain point in history. Um, so, not surprisingly, over the years, uh, Imagawa himself, the director of G Gundam, has been asked questions in that sort of vein. What did Tomino think of it, and so forth. And I, I can't remember offhand exactly where I got this from, but he was uh, quoted at one time saying, well, my teacher, Tomino, hint, hint there, he really was um, kind of a protege of Tomino. Uh, If you continue to make a copy of a copy of a copy, eventually the image degrades to nothing. So I think that's a great spirit to to look at this and and the way it it certainly offers some insight into how Imagawa viewed it. Um, You know, even if maybe at first he, I've heard he kind of thought, oh, you know, literally putting boxing ring uh, <laughs> all around the uh, the <laughs> globe as the it, come on, isn't that a little silly? But it's like no, you got to go with it. You just got to go with it uh, full bore. And uh, I think that's a great way to look at it because it's like oh well, if if you know if you going with canon and stuff, that's very much religious terminology there. So if you look at it as that oh, it's this you know. Not literally for people, but uh, it is for a lot of people, a fandom or something in a religious vein, like, oh, something that is not canon, it's not gospel, it's therefore potentially heresy or apocryphal at best. It's like, well, okay, then if you, yeah, if you just make a copy of a copy of a copy, if you just made Gundam the same over and over and over again, I think arguably it would not have the longevity 
that it has enjoyed and still enjoys today. I don't know what the kids are into <laughs> these days entirely. So I don't know how mainstream Gundam still is, but I mean, Iron-Blooded Orphans, it's so it, it especially in Japan, it's still very much a huge franchise, a beloved franchise. And uh, so I, I think that's, and Imagawa was, was um, one of those also. He, he uh, in hindsight, largely going to conventions and stuff throughout the U.S., you know, seeing people's reactions and stuff, he's going, wow, you know, American fans really, uh, really were more receptive to it than uh, a lot of Japanese fans. And uh, that's, for reasons we've just stated, that's, that's a little surprise in many ways. Are they justified? I mean, it's, it's everyone's own prerogative, uh, whether you like it, you don't. Are the reactions that people had back then understandable? I can understand them, but I agree with you, Wes. I think it's wrong <laughs> on some level. I think, if anything, at the very least, you're missing out on a lot of fun. If it's just, nope, can't do G Gundam, the designs are too, it's too childish, it's too, you know, fantastic, whatever it is, at the end of the day, I'm like, well, they're giant robots. I mean, we're kind of already in the realm of fantasy. If You know, I, I understand there's varying degrees of... And, uh, boy, speaking of Star Trek, you get that with Star Trek versus Star Wars and science fiction, hard SF versus science fantasy. You kind of have that with uh, Gundam. You have that with mechs in general. So I I think in the end, (laughs) maybe I reworded that question oddly because I I had to do some searching within myself (laughs) as well. I think it's understandable. It's not relatable in my case. And uh, I don't think it's quote-unquote justified, I guess, but that's just my take. Well, um, I think kind of just wrapping it up here, maybe before uh might have some additional general conversation, and I know this is a very, very loaded question, but just entirely free reign open to you, Wes. Um, I was just going to ask, what what do you like about G Gundam? If you could just kind of name one or all, uh, two overall general things, or if there's a lot of things, a lot of little things, what would you say about that? Well, I mean, I guess two big reasons as to why I like G Gundam is because of what it did and the fact that it is so different. Uh, I mean, as we said before, neither one of us is really well-versed in UC Gundam. I know a little bit about UC Gundam, and uh, UC Gundam, is it's very centered around political intrigue, and it's all about the Gundams, more or less. And while the Gundams are cool, you gotta have good characters that have flaws and that can overcome those flaws to make a story good. So we can't just solely focus on the mech suits all of the time. And I like political intrigue as much as the next guy, but when it's just nonstop political intrigue all the time, it kind of bores me. And it's not that I hate universal century or refuse to give it a chance i just there's a lot of it to watch and it's a lot of political intrigue to go through for how long it's been around and i guess the other reason i really enjoyed g gundam is just because it catered so well to the international audience particular the american viewer with all of the imagery and things that it showed that it threw in uh, for example, spoiler alerts, but for example, th- there at the very end, when the colonies have to attack the Dark Gundam, 
Neo-America is the one that leads the charge, and and the weapon that they're using is the Statue of Liberty's torch, and the man in charge of the Neo-America forces quite literally is General Douglas MacArthur. <laughs> I mean, straight, straight up, corncob pipe and everything. Uh, you know, another thing is that early on in the show, uh, there's some more American imagery where when Domon gets captured and put in the Russian prison, it doesn't really look like a Russian gulag. It looks pretty much identical to Alcatraz. And when he's in his cell and he meets his cellmate for the first time, his cellmate calls himself the Birdman. So he's in a prison that looks like Alcatraz. His uh, cellmate calls himself the Birdman. Oh, it's the Birdman of Alcatraz. Like, come on. And then the third thing, and this is more so exclusive to the dub because they didn't do this in the sub, but uh, when Shibity is trying to overcome his fear of clowns over the trauma that he had when he was young where he got kidnapped and separated from his mother by a clown, uh, the girls sing America the Beautiful to calm him down and get him to come to his senses. And again, that's exclusive to the dub, but uh, I just loved it more so for that as an American viewer because I think nowadays people are so, I guess, dismissive of audiences outside of Japan. You know, a lot of people will tell you that, oh, the Japanese audience is the main audience and everything else doesn't really matter all that much. And I'm not saying there's not some merit to that argument, but when you know the show is going to be released worldwide in several different languages, it's always nice to cater a little bit to those audiences. And I think G Gundam did that very well, much in the same vein as like the big O, for example, they knew that that show was going to be just as well received, if not more so well received by the American audience than the Japanese audience. So that's, that's, really the two main reasons as to why I love G Gundam so much. What about you, John? What's your take? I like the pageantry of it. You know, I was re-watching it again really quickly in preparation for this cast, and there's some moments where it, it's, I mean, it, it is melodramatic. Let's, let's, let's not beat around the bush there. Um, and there's some outright uh, cheesy stuff, I think, if, if you want to say at the end of the day. Maybe that's some of the reason it, it has... Uh, you know, garnered some of the ire it has. Um, oh, this is kid stuff and, and and all of that. But I guess it's in a similar vein to, like, pro wrestling. And people kind of go, why do people watch pro wrestling? I'm not I'm not really big on that, but my buddy uh, Michael of uh, Did You Know Anime, he, uh, he really got me into uh, New Japan, you know, a while back. And so, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting caught up. <laughs> But, you know, some people kind of, you know, oh, well, you know, it's, you know, all this choreography and stuff, and it's oh, it's like soap opera for, for men. Why do people watch it? And it's like, well, that's exactly what it is. You know, soap opera for, for men. There's all this pageantry to it, and there's something about that where if you, you know, if, if you go all the way, if you commit to that 100%, and you're not like, oh, I mean, you, whatever, I mean, not that I really care, baka, no... <laughs> <laughs> but you know if uh, if you really go for it then it, you know it 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 works i don't know speaking of i was saying that about um about allenby's uh gundam unit but another 
you know, really quick impression. But before that, when seeing the transformation sequences and the music playing and all of this stuff, when I was rewatching it again, I kind of thought, you know, it's kind of like one of the reasons that maybe I was attracted to it when I was younger. You know, obviously the giant robots and the guns and the swords, all the weapons, that's really cool. But the other thing is, like, it kind of is Sailor Moon for boys in a weird way. And it's got, it, like you were saying, with the characters, it's got all this... Um, emotional components to it that of course go far beyond the uh, the scope of just the Gundams as many other Gundam series do or strive to do but um, I guess that's it and like you said it, it you look back it, it was kind of a, an interesting time it depends on which studios you're looking at and there's kind of an ebb and flow to it um, as you go over the years um, you know, we, we've seen some receding uh, from that, uh, I, I think, uh, since this was in the 90s. And I think there really was a lot more of a, um, at least from kind of the younger generation, so to speak, for, you know, exporting it. Uh, anime is a cultural export. And, uh, and like you said, catering some to non-Japanese audiences. Um, I, it, like I said, I've, I've seen where we've kind of stake, taken some steps back from that uh, in years since and I like I said I think it's an ebb and flow but so it's an interesting time for Gundam it's an interesting time for Japanese uh, cinema and anime um, and you look at how they were you know marketing toys and stuff back then I mean that's that's pretty much it, it's a it's a it, oftentimes I think it's something meant as a source of derision you know like oh they just made G Gundam to sell toys well, that's how we got Cowboy Bebop, too. They said, uh, we want to sell toys involving spaceships, so they hired this guy named Shinichiro Watanabe and said, as long as it involves spaceships, you can pretty much do whatever you want. So that's how we got G Gun too. They were like, we want to sell toys, so go. And that's why we got all of these crazy, uh, crazy cool Gundam designs as well. And I think they were they were probably pretty successful in that. Heck, I at some point had a little master Gundam somewhere. I don't know what happened to it, but but there you go. So yeah, and and like you said too, you think I think of that ending when um, all of the Gundams are going up into space, and uh, you know, and and it, it's it's all the nations of the world versus this just evil, inhuman thing. And I think that's. Uh, wonderfully simplistic message there, you know, and and uh, I think I think that's that's great, you know. We're all on this uh, we're all on this blue orb together, and we uh, we go to war with each other, we disagree with each other, but we're all people. So I think uh, G Gundam's awesome for that, and uh, and I mean, come on, like how often have you commented on something somewhere online or with your friends or something? Um, again, in jest, you know, but it, it works in the actual series, but you know, this hand of mine closed with an awesome power. Like, that's just, that's just, that's just so cool. It's too perfect. I mean, hey, look at, uh, look at when regular show did their Evangelion, more or less Evangelion themed episode, but what, what else got thrown in? What other mech show was included? G Gundam. What happens? He goes through a a uh, suit up sequence and it's the exact same as from G Gundam so that was so crazy i hadn't i i had seen the um the ra- the regular show Ava in- intro at some point and i i watched some regular show um i'm glad a, an old roommate 
put me onto it at one point was like, uh, no, you you should watch this, and it, it is really funny. I never had seen that though until until you told me you were like, you got to check this out. And sure enough, that's that's something I'd like to ask uh, JG Quintel there. You know, it's it's like, uh, but but in a way, you almost don't have to ask. It's like you know, you know, he is of that generation, and I'm sure he, like many of us, he was watching this thing called Toonami, and it made an impression on him. So there you go. Do we have G Gundam to thank for a regular show? Perhaps that's a bit too audacious <laughs> to say. <laughs> Certainly at least one reference in a particular episode. Man, which that's that's so cool. Hope to see more of them uh, like that in the future, wherever they may uh, crop up, America or Japan or otherwise. So a lot of, like you said, I, I forgot to say earlier, a lot of great characterization and I'm sure we could go on and on, but like it's funny, I was, I was uh, when I was watching this again starting out, I was like, Doman is a bigger punk than I remember him being as a kid. I don't know why that is, um, but it, it, it's just, and, and that's great. He's a very flawed character, and that makes for an interesting character. Make, you see how he has to mature throughout the uh, the series in various ways. Um, you see how he's hard-headed and, and in other ways. Uh, I remember at one point, I think it was like he was going to fight who was it? It was, um, well, he was going to fight somebody and Chibity was going to interrupt. And he was like, he was like, oh, the rules of officially state a Gundam match is one-on-one. Get out of here, Chibity. And I'm like, immediately had a flashback to when he basically just butted in when, um, Neo France and I think it was Neo Cuba. It was a very Castro looking <laughs> Gundam. I don't remember what they called it in the dub, but he, he just, he just butted in like, Cuba said the same thing, was like, uh, hey, buddy, do you mind? We were about to do our little tango here, and, and Dilwyn was like, screw that, I'm the main character, I challenge you, George, to, uh, <laughs> it's just like, wow, Dilwyn got a lot of, a lot of growing up to do, um, <laughs> but, um, thanks for tuning in today, and, uh, apologies for it being a while, um, these sorts of little mini- hiatuses that uh, we're going on everybody's busy these days including yours truly but we thank you for sticking with us and uh you know wanting to uh to tune in and to to hear us just talk about anime we like so we're going to keep that going and uh by the way this episode today was sponsored by did you know anime uh we did recently start a patreon so if you would like to have your name or moniker appear uh on the uploads in the description for just $1, head on over to our Patreon link, which we will have in the description somewhere. So, thank you, Wes, for hopping in here today to uh, to reminisce about an old mutual favorite series. Thank you, listeners, for once again tuning in, and we'll see you next time.